0: This is High Priestess Nighthawk from Heavy Temple, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast.
1: (laughs) Well, cool. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate
0: it. Sure, sure.
1: So I guess the uh, the easiest way to jump in is, can you give us the two-second, or not two-second, two-sentence elevator pitch of Heavy Temple?
0: oh shit man uh yeah
1: i don't know we just
0: we just like to shred um and play what feels good to us and hopefully you know other people think that that feels good too um we've been pretty lucky so far uh in in the response so i think we're on the right track but i don't know if you if you like good energy and you like to have a good time then then i i I would hope that we're the band for you you know
1: okay desert through the trees yes yeah um has the response been pretty good yeah yeah absolutely
0: um i i was hesitant actually about putting that out as a single um only because i felt like there was part of me that felt like that was kind of the strongest song on the album. Right. Um, and I didn't want to like, uh, you know, ruin the surprise. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I mean, I think if that's th- this album, is kind of, um, it's, it's got a couple different things going on. Um, and I think that song is, is representative, just like one vibe of, of the record um
1: besides the uh besides the heaviness and the and the grooviness or whatever there's also yeah. a pretty heavy message going on through these songs as well right
0: yeah um yeah i mean it's uh it's been interesting um to 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 be asked questions and um seeing that like people i guess are actually paying attention right. to, to what it is that that i'm saying and you know the the um, it's the, the lyrics are more, I'm just kind of drawing from, from personal experience um, Mm -hmm. because I had been very um, unhappy in relationships. And I guess I kind of just like, I figured out why that was, I figured out what was missing. um, And then, you know, I, I, I met someone who kind of like, ticked all those boxes. Mm -hmm. And this this person was the one who showed me that Angela Carter story. So um as I was writing lyrics for the album, lyrics always come last. I I, I work best uh under pressure. Right. (laughs) So I I literally just wrote lyrics two days ago. Or three three days ago for a show that we had on Saturday. Really? (laughs) Or yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Um, but I, when I was kind of trying to craft these, I was like, okay, like this, this sort of the story of like how we met and, you know, these little personal experiences, it just the theme of the album came together really well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, as much as I, as much as I don't want to talk about being a woman, (laughs) it's just one of those things that. That you end up talking about anyway, um, right. but you know, uh, I'm really pleased at the reception that the theme of the album has gotten. Um, and you know, agenda aside, it's just you gotta just you gotta you gotta get those things that make you happy. Yeah, you know.
1: So um, how? What's it like putting yourself and making yourself that vulnerable and throwing all that? personal stuff into your songs is it i mean obviously it's got to be scary at first but then when you connect with somebody that must be the ultimate right
0: yeah um and and then talking to people about the you know the the theme of the album and like some of the lyrics because they're you know some of them are a little bit tongue-in-cheek some of them are a little bit more disguised um but uh it's i you know i was talking to Uh, one of my friends the other day and i said it's kind of i feel kind of weird like writing love songs in this genre um you know because it's not about like dragons or like wizards or weed uh, which are all totally awesome and he was like so you decided to write an album about wolves and i said that's a fair point (laughs) (laughs) um so uh you know it it's an interesting juxtaposition of of feeling like you're kind of out there and and you've like exposed to parts of of your your inner workings or whatever right um but again you know you meet people and you talk to them and they resonate with something that you've said uh and that kind of makes it like you know there's always a thought like am i the only person that feels this way right uh with anything sure and then you and then you realize that you're not and so it just kind of makes
1: everything a little bit easier <laughs> do you find
0: intimidating?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you write uh to the last minute but do you find it cathartic even when you're rushing like that? Do you find yeah. like you
0: Uh I mean s- s- I think sometimes what happens is like I know what I want to write about and I'm almost like pushing myself a little too hard. So I get kind of like lost in the sauce and I- and then I have to take a step back. And then usually when I come back and write things like really quickly, that's when I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. And I should say this. And I can say that. And I write, you know, whatever. Um, But yeah, like these, these two new songs, unreleased songs that we played on Saturday, I think I just wrote words for them on like Thursday or Friday. And I was like, man, like some of these lyrics are really good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You seem like you're surprised. Right.
0: I, I, well, I definitely consider myself more of like a, a musician than a lyricist, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Sure. Like, there are some bands that just, the, the lyric writing is so good. Um, and I think they're more of like an afterthought for me, but that's not to say that I don't care about what I'm saying. Right. You know, uh, I'm just, I don't craft quite as handily as someone like Josh Homme or you know, Josh Homie is the only person that comes to mind. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, I know you said you referred to it a couple of times. You guys have played. What's it like finally playing after so long of being not on the stage?
0: Uh, you know, I, I honestly, I think at this point, was more worried about being around people. Uh, and not worried, but it's just, you know, we've all been like...
1: Conditioned. Well,
0: we've been locked up for, you know, a year and a half. Um, I mean, Philly's been pretty, you know, we've, we've made best friends with our neighbors. So now right. like our whole block is just a squad, sure. um, uh, you know, so it's not like we haven't been doing anything. We've been practicing, you know, we've been seeing friends here and there, but, but to have like in that setting, it's like, Oh, you, like what's going to happen, you know?
1: Right.
0: Um, and then just watching people kind of file in all day and like, not wearing masks which is legit because they're vaccinated and it's outside but it's like still weird because i'm like i don't know do i wear it like if i if i i don't know if i'm like talking to somebody i don't know like right cover my face or whatever um so that was kind of more strange than anything else um but for, for me and i think i can speak for everybody in the band like when we got up on stage it was just it was like all of last year just never happened
1: just business as usual.
0: It, it felt very surreal to be up on stage, but as far as our, our level of comfortability playing, um, I think that's probably one of the best shows we've ever played. Really? I mean, and it should be because we've been fucking playing in our basement for a year and a half. Right. So if we were <laughs> <Right>. worse <laughs> if we were worse coming out of the basement than we were when we went right. in, that that would be indicative of, of a larger problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, it was it was a great time. All the bands were awesome. The the energy was like palpable. Um,
1: I, I imagine because, so, you know, even as a fan, you, know, you want to be at a show. Everybody's dying. You know, mm-hmm, all the fans absolutely. are dying, too. I'm dying. To, I haven't seen one yet, but yeah, you know, I've got plans. Yeah. to. there's yeah. nothing has come to Richmond yet, but
0: it'll, it's it'll happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's on
1: the schedule, but <laughs> I love. Oh, man. Richmond is so we love playing Richmond. Yeah. Richmond's a good place. Where did you guys well, used hope, to play like uh, down there? You played here before, right? Yeah, um, like Strange, strange matter. matter. Yeah, gone now.
0: Mm-hmm. R.I.P. I know. Um, yeah. But uh, um, I don't know if I noticed that that Herbie uh, who has the the Cobra Cabana. Yeah, yeah. Um, that bar down there. I, th- I think he. It looked like he was kind of doing some live stuff. Well, until that
1: wasn't a thing anymore. I think the so, camel. Uh, I'm not really sure. I think the camel's still doing what stuff. Venues
0: this place okay. down called here called the
1: Camel. That then, that's...
0: We, I think we've played we've played in Richmond since Strange Matter closed, but I am I'm blanking on where. On where I'm thinking that maybe was.
1: Studio Five. Does that sound familiar?
0: Oh no, I remember the show we played with Ecstatic Vision, uh, and I I can see the the bar in my mind. Right, thigh. it had like a bunch of like horror stuff all over the place.
1: The Guar Bar
0: no shit man it'll come back to me eh, probably after matter. this interview wraps up right after the interview wraps up it will immediately come
1: back to me <laughs> right so what's uh what do you have plans going forward are you going to be well let me back up for a second the music business has sort of had to reinvent itself right everybody's going mm-hmm. to this like single a month instead of actual physical copies or albums or that sort of thing. yeah are you yeah. guys are you guys going to be doing that as well with you know releasing singles as you go along
0: Uh, You know, that's something that we talked about. Um, And I think everybody's had to sort of reevaluate um, what they want to do or their priorities um, as far as being in a band or releasing music, even if you're not planning on playing out or whatever. Um, So, I mean, we pretty much have another album written. Uh, So the fact that we, like, didn't have, that, that we couldn't play shows.
1: You took advantage kinda, of that time. Yeah,
0: almost kind of worked in our favor because we were just so hectic and we like playing all the time. And then we always say we're going to write stuff and we never write anything. And so, um, you know, we we have definitely talked about maybe just doing singles here and there mm-hmm. because sometimes you write something and you're like, fuck it, like I just I don't want to sit on this for another six months. I just want right. to put it out. Um, and that's what people. I mean, people did that all the time you know before the i guess before whatever that shift was yeah you know there's always people putting out singles with a b-side right um and um uh, and especially in hip hop uh i mean that's that it's how you stay relevant right. especially now when people haven't been going to shows and I, and i think it's still important um as shows start coming back, but we're not really like in full swing the way that we used to, you know, people still want to hear what you're doing. Um, I think people who, you know, folks who listen to heavy music are, are probably some of the most um, like voracious consumers of of music. Um, And it's, and there's like so much support and it's such a great scene. It's like, I'm, I, I mean, I'm always excited when I see that people are putting stuff out. Yeah. So, um, whether or not we'll do singles personally, I don't know, but I think it's a great idea just to just keep doing it. You know?
1: I think, yeah, just the last year has made that almost a, uh, a necessity. Necessity. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. without being on the road or or anything, you've got to be doing either something like that or live streaming. Have you guys done anything like that? Uh, We've done,
0: we've done three. I think we've done three. We did two um, live streams for the Mutants of the Monster digital mm-hmm. fest that they had, and then we did uh, one for Magnetic Eye a couple weeks ago. Um, and we actually have um, we're doing a playthrough of the album for Jam in the Band, uh, and that will be uh, God. That'll be this Friday.
1: <laughs> oh, like in a couple days. <laughs> hmm. So when you say a playthrough, I'm not familiar. Is that you're going to play the record top to bottom we're, or? Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're just playing now. So some of the other live streams we've played um, songs from uh, right, right. our last album and then played some new stuff. Right. But this is just, you know, front to back uh, uh, I Morris. So that'll be cool. <laughs> are we'll, you guys? We'll, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> are you prepared for that if you're <laughs> worried about
1: it in three days from now?
0: No, I mean we so it was we we pre-recorded it. I just haven't seen or heard it yet.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I, I I'm pretty sure it's going to be awesome uh, gotcha. because the the audio and uh video guys that we have are are good at what they do. So, you know, we'll see what shakes out.
1: <laughs> what do you guys have planned after uh what's what's next for you guys for Heavy Temple?
0: oh <sighs> um that's a good question um we're playing muddy roots um in i guess that's september um, i think we have another sort of local show lined up for next month mm-hmm. um it was hard to map out because we really wanted to tour to support this album um but it was just it was hard to figure out when stuff was going to open and and things are opening, but they're not opening. Like, I, I I don't know if I'd feel comfortable, just like booking a tour tomorrow. Right. Um, it, it would be possible, but I I don't know, you know, I I think we're just going to still kind of play it by ear. Mm -hmm. Um, but we definitely would like to get back on the road at some point. Um, it it felt too good on Saturday. (laughs)
1: I I imagine
0: to not play. I mean, you know, nobody really wants to load their gear in and out, but playing is is the good part. So
1: there was probably um, a lot less bitching about loading your gear in and out for that show than there ever was before.
0: I think you might be right. It's like (laughs) it's like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, like I I forgot like I forgot how much I hate doing that part, but also like I forgot what that even feels like.
1: And what it means, so, right? Because it means you're going to be right, on stage. Right. right. So I might like begrudgingly be
0: like lugging some stuff up some steps, but it's also like, I it's I don't care really. Right. We got, we've, we smart, we smartened up and we got a cart with wheels. So
1: there you go. And you played not, not too
0: bad. right? Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, no, I don't, I, I definitely don't <laughs> want to uh, give the impression that, that loading gear in any way, shape or form was, was, the highlight or low light of my evening right. um i would do it again this weekend oh hell yeah right um that was it was really great it was really great good friends new friends like music that we haven't heard before i was like shit like this i it like i said it was so weird i like forgot what that felt like but then as soon as it started happening i was like oh yeah like this was just yesterday you know yeah we were hanging out and and you know having some beers and listening to our friends play music
1: Right. There's nothing like it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's all I've got. Did I miss anything you want to cover?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, just you know, thanks for having me. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys the new record and uh, trying to keep this well oiled machine going so we can put out some more.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you cool. for taking the time. I appreciate it. Stay well. Oh, yeah, thank you Stay so much, safe. Bruce. You too. Bye. bye.